Her designs help women feel beautiful from the inside out. Words like graceful, free, confident. Those are expressions of Arahana, a jewelry designer from India. She's lived in Indonesia and Shanghai, where she discovered the healing power of gemstones, both in her work and in her own life. If we're all the sum of our experiences and the nature that lives within our hearts, then Arahana by Ara Designs is a special testament to the potential that lives within each of us. If, and that's only if, we dare to be open and to search for our dreams. This is her story. Welcome to Sippin' On Stories, where we take you into the lives of diverse and unique change makers who turn anxiety, fear, and passion into powerful recipes for success. Good stories build insightful connections, but great stories. Now, that's something special. Today's story is one of those stories. Hi, welcome back. My name is Rose McInerney. I am your host for Sipping on Stories. Thanks for listening and don't forget to hit that subscribe button and circle back at the end of the podcast so that you check back on our website, sippingonstories.com, where you'll be able to learn more about today's guest as well as some related links and possibly even some special announcements or some really cool swag. So today we are sipping on the story of Arahana and chakras. Chakras is a term that some of you may have heard before. It is often associated with the seven parts of the body. They start from the root or the base of where your feet are and they go up to the top of the crown of your head. Uh, Why are chakras a big deal right now? They're associated with healing. So there are Reiki masters and all kinds of people in the world that do hands-on healing for people suffering from stress, anxiety, depression, particularly at at stressful times like what we're experiencing in the world with, with COVID right now. So these chakras are centers that Um, many really healers tap into. And there's also chakras associated with different places where you actually are in the world. Um, Just from personal experience, I can tell you, I did a climb uh, this past year of Kilimanjaro. And when I got up to the top, they call it the rooftop of Africa, and you look down, I have to admit there's something really special about that feeling. And of course it's relief. It's taken me seven days to get up there, but it's uh, something else. It's a little surreal, and it's um, it's the sense inside that um, you are connected in the world in some special way. Um, so that's what we're going to hear about today. We're going to hear about Arahana's story, just as an entrepreneur and just being open to the universe and starting to explore the idea of what it is that she was meant to do here. Why was she put on this earth? And so she gets into jewelry design and starts taking steps forward and finds that the actual process of finding gemstones and then bringing them in, learning about them, becomes a very healing process for her. And I think that's really interesting. 
So today when we talk with Arahana, one of the things we like to do uh, in exploring whatever the subject is, is what they like to sip on. So when I asked Arahana, she said, I love coffee. So she's A, a girl after my heart because I love coffee too. I love everything about the smell. I like the sound of the beans grinding. Um, I love the nuances. There are certain coffees where you almost feel like you can taste something just super earthy. And of course, they give you a little pump in the, in, at the beginning of the day, so nobody minds that. Um, so we're going to sip today coffee, and coffee is the perfect reflection as well of Arahana's story because coffee is grown in uh, all parts of the world, on every continent. And coffee tastes a little different depending on where it's grown. It's the atmosphere in the air, it's the temperature, it's the earth, the climate zones, all those things, how long the beans have been growing, how they're harvested. So everything about coffee in many ways speaks to the idea of gemstones, our process in life and our healing. So I am super excited to welcome Arahana on to Sipping on Stories. Welcome to Sipping on Stories. I am so excited to welcome our guest, Arahana. She is an incredible jewelry designer from India who has traveled the world and has so much to teach us about gemstones, the art of being open to joy in life, and the healing powers of what it means to live every day with grace and with freedom and a sense that anything is possible. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rose, and thank you for having me here today. It has been, I think, about a half a year or possibly even more. Actually, January. Was it January when we first connected? Yeah. What drew me in was twofold, your story, the fact that you, you know, and, and we'll get into this with our listeners a little bit about how you came into being as Aura Designs, I think, but also just the way you live so joyfully and openly. I, you're, it was like your spirit flipped off the page and, and um, through your Instagram feed, which by the way is spectacular. It's beautiful. Where did this all start for you? So it all started when I got married and I joined my husband in Jakarta. He was okay. already working there. And I come from a business family. Mm -hmm. So never sat still. Always worked. When I did my master's as well, I was working. Ah. And uh, my mom was a working woman. She, yes. did her, she was a, a clothes designer. Okay. And she was a clothes designer in times when it was unheard of of a woman woman traveling overseas. Wow. Wow. So, you know, my inspiration was my mother and my father, my family was very progressive. We come from a small town, but my parents and my family was very progressive. Yeah. So I studied in a boarding school. I came to Delhi in a big city, stayed here, studied here. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. I had no idea you had this business background. I know you did work with your husband, but um, this does sound quite unusual really for women. You know, I don't want to stereotype because I don't know, but um, do women do this? How many women are forging their own businesses and doing what your mother did generation ago? In those days. In those days. Right. In the 80s and the 90s, it was unheard of. Yeah. traveling overseas alone, doing business. And my mother did it. And she right. started when she was 40. Wow. So she started later in life too. 
Okay. Wow. Hats off. So you get married and I know that the travels. Yeah. What happens? My husband, uh, before the Jakarta crisis, which everybody knows, the 1998 crisis, uh, decided to go for his own business. And that's yes. where I, I mean, I started helping him. And he used to do fabrics and I started trading in commodities. Wow. And I still remember when I started it, one of his friends told me, this is not a woman's world where you're getting into. You, but a woman can't do tra uh, trading, trading in commodities. Wow. In commodities. In commodities. If that's it, I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I took it as a personal insult and yes. a challenge, and I did it. Good yeah. for you. And then um, my husband decided to move to Shanghai. That's where he decided to set up his restaurant business. Okay. And being in the restaurant business, I would wear my mom's clothes. People would come to me mm. and say, you know, can we get this from somewhere? I would right. take personalized orders. And okay. I was always a numbers person. Yes. I never imagined I could be a design person. Right. Right. Well, because this is creative. It's a, I know you can be creative maybe with numbers on the books, but this is a whole different type of creativity, isn't it? I used to handle the entire admin and the books for the restaurants. And uh, then I opened up a store in Shanghai where I started importing from Thailand, Vietnam. And that's when I got into jewelry. I started with clothes. Okay. And then I got into jewelry. And then the story began and, you know, I started buying stuff from uh, various jewelers and then but again, relocated to Jakarta back again in 2011. And I decided, okay, it was just a hobby till then. Okay. And then I started telling my guys, you know, change this for me, use this color stone. And they would, and you know, artisans in India don't like to hear, uh, oh, change this because they feel they've done it right. Well, and they're artists too, right? So, so I would tell them change this and change that. Right. And you know, I would come up with designs and then I would realize oh, when you actually sit down to make them. Yes. Ah, uh, how interesting. And then I started traveling to Bali a lot. Okay. And, and is the restaurant business still going while you're doing all of this? Um, my husband is. He's still in China. But you're flying now. You're like, uh, you have so many orders and you're going in and doing hands-on and fulfilling all these. Wow. He's still running the uh, restaurant business in China. And okay. I decided to do what my heart desired to do. Which is very, again, very unusual. You're outside of the box in terms of traditions in India. I would assume that, and tell me if I'm wrong, that women are going to be still maybe a little more subservient to the husband's career, or is this not that unusual? But I come from a generation where first you listen to your granddad and dad, then your yes. husband, but I decided to... Uh, yes, uh, Indian society is still very uh, patriarchal. Very patriarchal. Having said that, things are changing. The yes. newer generation are more equals, but our generation still mm -hmm. somewhere that thought process comes. Oh, you have to put everybody else first. Right. Right. Okay. So um, you know, this takes you then from India. I know you're in Indonesia. You're in Shanghai, and Shanghai is really where. And I love this. You found yourself in Shanghai. Myself in Shanghai. I I, I was a very uh, shy person. You know, friends. Okay, friends, but old friends. 
Okay. And Shanghai is a melting pot of nationalities. I'm so happy and so proud that I have friends all over the world of different nationalities. And so many times, um, you know, my close friends would say, you know, you end up making friends with your clients and you lose your business. <laughs> wow. Shanghai is where I came to my own, my truest potential. Yes. I met myself. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. And, and so Shanghai too is where you started to dip your toe into the whole jewelry and you moved from the clothing line into, so tell us about that. Why jewelry or how did that happen? And being an Indian brought up in a certain kind of family, we would, if we had to go for a wedding or party, we would decide our jewelry first. Then oh. Okay, jewelry first and then your outfit. Okay, that's completely different. And you know, Indian weddings are like the big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> Seven days, eight days, depending on family's background, financials. So you have to plan your outfits. And then coming from a small town, living, living where I was living, and if there were two weddings in a season, you couldn't, you couldn't be caught dead wearing the same outfits. Wow. So, so that's okay. That's also culturally very different. I know, or at least for me, you know, I would decide what it is I want to wear and then some jewelry to accompany what that is. So for you and for the, within the Indian culture, it's quite different. You don't wear the same jewelry twice. You wear a lot of it and it is the primary driver of fashion is what I hear you saying. Okay, so where did the jewelry come from then? You're in Shanghai, you've already done, you know? Wearing jewelry and, you know, we would go to these school fairs and sell our clothes and people would come. I started adding a bits and pieces of jewelry. Okay. You know, I wanted my store to have more than just clothes. Right. So I started a homeware line and I started a jewelry line. So I started buying from, actually from Bali first. I nice. started with jewelry. Because it was more affordable. Okay. Then I started buying from India, and then I would go there. I would source from people, and then I met gemstone cutters. I met manufacturers. I met artisans. Slowly, slowly, I started doing. Okay. And so, did you find yourself? Were those stones pulling you? Like, how did this? Because you're all in for jewelry now. I mean, so the jewelry was basically the colors. The colors. Which drew me. And then when I would just sit with the stones, I just zone out. Okay. I would just zone out. And I realized it became very therapeutic for me. Like I could actually meditate. Okay. Even now, when I sit with my stones, I can sit for hours. But if you tell me to draw a design, it doesn't come. Okay. But even if I see the stones, it just happens. Oh, that's beautiful. So, and, and that's probably a testament to truly the, the most creative out of the box designers is they all have their methods. You find what it is, but what I love about this is at the same time you're discovering stones and jewelry, there's another transformation happening. We're starting to talk about words like healing and about creativity that you didn't have before in your life in the same way. Um, I think that's what makes you so fascinating. Tell me, can we, can we go into the healing part, um, here? Colors are healing. We all know every color. Yes. In my chakra healing, uh, 
series of stones, you know. We are nothing but energy. Okay. I like that. I agree. We're energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we wear, what we eat, what we think. True. Okay. So tell us about, before you explain all the healing parts, like what, what do we know about colors and types? Because anyone I'm going to, I'm going to suggest that they look at your Arahana um, underscore Ara. I want them to go to your Instagram feed, but tell us about the colors and the association. Um, And I'm, I'm holding up my, almost like my Wonder Woman band here, you know, of, of purple and gold. Yes. Purple is a color of divinity, angels, healing. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. And yes. it's really your third eye and your crown chakra. It energizes and puts into action your upper body chakras. There are, I think, something chakras. I don't remember as such. But the main seven chakras we all know about. So um, I never look at my jewelry. I never looked at my jewelry in terms of the stones I'm using. But over the years, I've realized I get attracted to labradorite, which is a very powerful healing stone. I get attracted to amethyst, connecting with the higher self. Uh, I get attracted to howlite, connecting to your higher self. Ah, uh, okay. And 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 is it, or is it just, so I hear what you're saying, and I know there's rose, there's all different types. Relationship for your heart chakra, uh, clear quartz is basically for the again for the higher uh, the crown chakra. So I I feel when you wear the jewelry, now yes. according to traditional Hindu astrology, the soul has to touch your skin. Oh, okay. However, having said that, I don't think I suggest wearing it. Mm-hmm. It's like this. It's like this. When you're feeling down and under, and if you wear a dull T-shirt, you feel your energy goes. Yeah. So true. So true. Yes. When you wear red and an orange, you walk into a room, you feel the whole room is looking at you. Well, you're you're right, and they probably are. Those those colors, like bright yellows and neons and things, you stand out. My you, favorite color is red. Is red. Red's a beautiful color. You got to get the right one, though. Every woman knows this, but even when it comes to lipstick and right. I ah, okay. Why? I shoes with an all-white outfit or an all-black outfit. I will wear red shoes. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I like I that love, too. I love working. So yes, so when you wear a piece of jewelry, not only is it personification of your self, your true self. But yes. it also at some point changes your energy. Yeah. Each stone attracts and uh, repels energies. So it depends. Okay. So so if I get up in the morning and I'm feeling really blah, I'm like, oh God, it's you know, it's only Thursday. I feel like it should be Friday. What am I what if let's just say in a perfect world, I have all those colors, I've got something within my own sort of collection. What do I grab to make me feel Grab a clear quartz or a citrine. A citrine or a clear quartz. Because the energy from that, is that what it's going to do? It's going to revitalize? I believe that lighter colors, lighter uh, stones, clear your passages, clear your energy channel. Okay, that's really interesting. So light actually feels you, it takes the stress off, makes you feel lighter, and maybe the heavier dark stuff 
is going to be the deeper rooted awakening, connecting to yourself. This is what I know of authority. It's just what I go by. Can I show you something? Oh, I would, I would so love this. Yes, yes, please. This is fascinating. And always when we do these interviews, you know, I, I let the, I let the conversation go very organically because I think that's where we find the really good stuff. Okay. So what do you got for us here? This is what I got done in a clear coats. Okay. So I can see that. That's beautiful. Okay. It's got grooves. Okay. Got it. Right. Yes. Clear grooves. See it. Now I'm sitting with it. It's been sitting, it goes everywhere. And now finally I know what I'm going to do with this. Oh, okay. What are you going to do with it? I got to ask now. You're, you're begging the question. I'm going to make stones and put it all around here. Different colors. Yes. I think uh, blue and uh, green. Oh, beautiful. I like that combo. And, and so how do you know that? This is great. This is, you know, the mind of Arahana as she designs, she finds something here. You, you get the sense of what it is. Do you meditate sort of over this and then it comes to you? My desk. These have been sitting on my desk for some time. Today only they went in the cupboard because now I know what I want to do with them. Okay. So the process is you've got these, you know how to do it. And do you do, uh, you send this out to people to cut this and do all this for you? Is well, I had what happens? Uh, stone guy to cut various okay. shapes. Okay. Okay. And I just yes. told him, this is what I want. I want lines. I see. Okay. Okay. So lines, so interesting. And then I know that you put collections together as well. Um, would this just, is this just something the stone finds you and you design? I yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I like yes. Because come in various hues and tourmalines have a lot of healing properties. A black tourmaline is for keeping away negativity, to enhance positivity, uh, for healing. Okay. Different significance. The green tourmaline has a different significance. So when I use multi-tourmalines, I feel I'm giving a client all aspects of colors. Wow. And healing. Oh, so interesting. I, I never see it that way. And I think I've probably always seen jewelry as accents to my clothing, not driving it the same way. Um, so what do you suggest for any woman or man that goes into a store and either they're looking for themselves or they're looking to buy a gift for someone, or maybe I should say not going into a store, going to your site um, and looking at what you have? How do we, how should we buy? How should we purchase? So, um, for anything, yes. whether it clothes, you have to get something which invites, which, which just invites you. Invites you. Okay. And you look at a piece, you know you want it. Yes. Okay. Okay. So it attracts you in some way and maybe there are some unconscious? Again, if you go with the feeling that I have to buy any one accessory today, you will end up buying anything. Got but it. if you go with the conscious mind that I have to find something which helps me to represent who I am, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you will find the right message. So, so I hear a couple of things here. One is the expression. If it's for you, it's an expression of who you are. So I feel a jewelry, jewelry is a tool to express who you really are. 
right? That's why okay. women all over the world, various nationalities, different ethnicities, because that's a challenge. Yeah. I, I, well, I know you're right, especially today. We're living in a world where, you know, we're closing borders and we're not harnessing the beauty of, of uh, getting to know people from different cultures. We are just isolating in the way that we're isolating at home, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, jewelry has a lot of healing in it. Mm-hmm. Also, when you buy something that speaks for you, it's close to your heart. Then everything is close to your heart. Right. I love this. I love the idea of chakras. It's something that's fascinating to me. I've often thought I would like to go and, and I'm not sure, you know, to what extent you know about this, but that there are different chakras of mother earth, that there are places around the world where you get a certain sense of feeling that is maybe similar to what happens with your interaction with a gemstone. Absolutely. I feel, um, I don't know, see, according to Hinduism, some of the temples are made points, magnetic fields, where Mm. the magnetic energy is the highest. And the inner sanctum centurium is made on that point. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure the church, mosques, Mm -hmm. they are made as Yes. Well, I, I, I can see that. I definitely can see that. I mean, having visited the Vatican, there's definitely a certain feeling when you walk into history um, and, and prayerful people that have, um, you know, really have faith beyond what the ordinary person has often. Very strange that we are talking about this today because just yesterday I got an order to make for somebody... Um, uh, it's, I think it's uh, some Mayan symbol and I have to consecrate it with white light. With white light? Yeah, how do you concentrate? Okay. Concentrate. I have no I'm going to try and figure it out. Well, I'm thinking outside, you know, um, I know having been to Mexico City, um, to, I mean, the history of Aztecs and Mayan culture. Um, is so steeped in the sun. It's so steeped in the sun. And, you know, there's fascinating stories I won't sidetrack, but I mean, we're, women were the highest in the order of teachers and shamans and, you know. Um, so stones have a lot of healing power, the, but we need to see them as that and not as an as Yes. Well, you're right. You're right. It's not something we worship. It's something that helps us to get to our better, higher, more prayerful self. Um, yes. And feel good. I don't have it with me right now. So I was once in Bali in a ah. very, very small shop and I found the lapis glow. Mm. Probably literally a round ball. Uh, probably okay. the, Two mm, three centimeters in diameter. Okay. Okay. Those I went round and around and round, and I just came back to that. It's like Mother Earth in that little ball. Yeah. And I still have it in my living. Yeah, it's it's fascinating how that happens. I've had the same experience. I went into a print shop, and I don't know why, but I love these, and they were just cheap. They were like ten pounds or something in London. And about a year after that, I did a story on a woman named Helen Dryden. And these were old Vogue covers from the 1920s. And they grabbed me 
And then fast forward a year later, I'm doing a story and I realize I bought these copies of a woman who was incredibly fascinating and sort of helped me as I learned about her. It happens for a reason. So when a stone comes to you, it's it finds the right client as well. Wow. So for me, the journey doesn't finish with designing. It's yes. the Then I'll tell my client hundred times, please look after it, do this, do that. <laughs> so so it doesn't it you know, and this is what I hear you saying because I think you know, we're going to see so much digital online shopping. Um, Sipping on stories isn't a place where we sell things or we advocate that. It's about the healing stories or about the incredible journeys that women and men go through. And so the beauty of, of what I hear you saying, Arahana, is that you want people to find what makes them feel happy, what lifts them up, um, what helps them maybe to heal and that you care after they buy it. Do, do people come back? Do you have repeat customers that come back? I have a lot of old clients who just been mm-hmm. buying. And probably that's the reason I don't venture out and look for new people. I don't. Okay. You don't need to. So organically. I don't go there and sit and advertise them. It just happens. So just the other day, somebody ordered a very young girl ordered a pair of earrings with me. Uh, she didn't want it. She wanted cash on delivery. So it went on for 10, 15 days. I finally got it delivered to her. And the next day she sends me a message. Oh my God. And I was like, what happened? She says, aren't the fans more beautiful than what they were looking on the website? Ah, uh, lovely. Lovely. So that, that digital, I don't think you can buy jewelry. Because then the stones don't speak to you. The colors don't speak to you. Yeah. Then you're buying just... Right, right. Well, unfortunately, we might have to continue to do this. So, you know, if they're that beautiful, and I think that's the thing about your designs, they're really out of the box. They're not the typical designs. I I think that speaks to your not your background. And that's maybe a great um, sort of full circle for us that that you've really found a way to live a very open, open life in terms of your heart. well, there are times when I say, I do say that I think out of the box. I tell my artisans, I'm going to share a very small story. But I say to my artisans, I tell them, imagine if there's a bomb and a place gets bombed, everybody's running to the right. I will be yes. the only one running to the right. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great analogy. And I think that's what sep- it really does separate um, the thought leaders today, that you are not going with the herd. I don't, they'll tell, they'll tell me in um, Hindi and English, Madam, this is not how it works. And I'll tell them, no, I'm sorry. This is how I want it. I like that. Yeah. This is not how it works. This is how I work. All about quality. And sometimes I do wonder, Rose, is there a box? Mm. Do we need that box? Yeah. You're honestly, you're a great thinker. Um, even calling something a box and saying we think out of it is already creating a label, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah. yes, one has to march to their own beat. It's difficult. It's Every day is a new challenge and a new adventure. But live in the now and design in the now. Live in the now, design in the now. And you don't have to be designing jewelry. You can be just designing your own life, can't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to design a life. See, if 
I have 20 people in my life. If I'm not happy, those yes. 20 people are not going to be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. I'm going to be at some point sitting and whining. Oh, this didn't go right. That didn't go right. <laughs> yeah, well, and you're right. I mean, it's easy to whine, isn't it, too? Very easy. Yeah, yeah. My uh, philosophy is you fall down, get up, dust your clothes, and walk again. Yeah, I love it. And and you've got people around you that will help you get up. Yeah. Always. Lean on them. Lean on them. Because when you are when you are dispelling that energy, you attract those people. Uh, well, I, I couldn't say it better. I think so too. That's where it's like a magnet, isn't it? You know? Well, I feel the same. I know this, this laws of attraction of like-mindedness. So if you want to build positivity in your life, you got to put it out there and the, and you're going to have it come back to you five, 10, 20 fold. Won't you? What you put out comes back to you. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, all right. This is a good note to round off. I think our conversation, I honestly, uh, what's left in the future. Are there any parting, um, things that, you know, I'm thinking about all the young people right now too, because I think that COVID is really tough. There are so many people out of jobs and young people that aren't, they don't know what to bank on for the future because it's not what it was for you and I, the same opportunities. It feels very heavy. Um, what do you tell them? What do we tell them? Live in the now. It's a very difficult practice. Yes. Live in the now and be happy with what you have, not what you don't have. Yes. Yes. That's great. Build the real. Mindful of what we eat, mindful of what we say, mindful of what we do, mindful of what we wear. Perfect. Yeah. And be open. Look, be open. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't be afraid. That, no, this is the way I want to be fluid. Yes. Go with the Just go, go with, with the flow. flow. Nice. Okay. And maybe have some nice gemstones to help you go. <laughs> uh, I thank you so much. What a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much, Rose. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. And I look forward to another conversation again. We'll see where you are in a few months. Thank you. Have a great have a great night there and I'm starting my day off perfectly thanks to you. Bye-bye. Thanks again. Bye-bye. You never know where the conversation is going to go. I'm going to just start there. Sitting with her, I can't even tell you just through the interview, there's a calm sense of peace that I get in speaking with Arahana and when you look at her jewelry, you know, there's no kickbacks here or anything. We're looking at um, who the person is and what their story is. Um, when you look at her designs, you see just a very fluid sense of freedom. And I think that's what I really like about her. So chakras, no chakras, healing, just be open, go with the flow. She said some really great things. Um, so that's what I'm going to suggest that all of you listening to today's episode, you go with the flow. I want to thank you so much. I hope you got as much as I did out of this interview. I want to remind you to make sure that you go back to Sipping on Stories and you hit that subscribe button. Also that you give us a five-star rating. If you like what you heard, we talk to people from all walks of life from around the world. So give us a five-star so other people are curious and come back too. And don't forget to go back to sippingonstories.com and take a look at the show notes. We'll have a list there of some of the things, the connections and related links for you to uh, see what our Hana does. Have a great day, everyone. I want you to know that you are loved, that you matter. 
that every single day, the best thing you can do for yourself is to take the biggest sip out of life that you can. Look forward to talking with you again on our next episode. Take care, everyone. Be well. And that's a wrap. Stories. Sipping on stories.